This is episode 516 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, August 27th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I will be talking about very little because I haven't had much time to do that much gaming. I have played some more Onrush. The preseason ended and the new season started up, which is a bit surprising, but I guess that maybe just the case in this particular scenario because of the previous season being a quote-unquote preseason and not a real season but I was expecting to have a little break between seasons and have quick play back up and running but they just went right into the second season so yeah I'm still loving Onrush I played uh, a good amount of the ranked matches during the preseason and I I find it very interesting playing online because sometimes you end up on a team that really just doesn't give a shit about playing the game the way it's supposed to be which is as a team game you'll have people who really just focus on going after the other team and trying to take them down which is important in the game to take out the other players so they can't score for their own team but ideally you should be going after the other teammates when you see an opening you shouldn't just be trying to go after them every single time uh that you're alive you should that shouldn't be your ultimate goal you should be in like countdown you should be going through the gates and adding time to the clock and then if you see an opening to take out an opponent go after it but if you're just going after them all the time and ignoring the gates. You're not helping your team. Um, so I sometimes end up on teams like that, and it's uh, very, very frustrating. But regardless of whether you uh, have a really close match or one team blows away another team, the quick chat options are always very positive. People are always like, good game, good game, that was fun, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I, I enjoy the community that's there and I've never had difficulty finding matches. So that's a good thing as well. Uh, so as long as it's, it's, uh, it, it keeps its strong, small community and hopefully gets more uh, and more players as time passes, I'm going to continue playing it and enjoying it. And then I played a little bit of, Tanzia, which is this, I guess it's from an old franchise and it's not technically a remake, but I'm not sure if it's a reimagining in the same vein as Ratchet and Clank on PS4 or what not. I didn't look too much into that because I have no uh, knowledge of Tanzia at all as a, a series or anything, but um, I played maybe an hour of it and I really like the story. It's a bit silly, but it's got a nice little charm to it and the voice acting is solid. Uh so Tanzia is actually this like crescent not crescent but like a C shaped island that is all by itself and it is inhabited by these people who who are called Akazi, I believe. And they're humanoid, but they're like gray purplish skin more gray like a a, a very very desaturated purple almost uh skin and they got big eyes big blue eyes 
and they are very adept with the arcane and alchemy and all that. They're not very physical. They're not big and buff. Um, they're probably the tallest they can get is maybe five feet, I'd say. Um, and they've interacted with other races and uh, species. So humans have interacted with them, and they came at them with guns, and then they turned the guns into chickens. And then one day the Skeleton King brings his army, and the Skeleton King is adept with the arcane magics as well. And he attacks them, but then this one Akazi comes up and uh, is super powerful and is able to destroy the Skeleton King's army in one blast, in just like one spell. And the Skeleton King runs away, retreats, and the Akazi do not go after him because they are a peaceful people and they will defend themselves if they need to, but they are a peaceful people otherwise. Uh, and so this great one, who I think's name is Mako, is just, you know, beloved by the entire village, all the people there on the island. And he has many children, and then many grandchildren. And you play one of his grandchildren, who you name. So it's a nameless character, and, and I name mine, of course, Mark, who is special. And you're special because you are also very adept with the magics and all that jazz and alchemy and everything. And the Skeleton King wants to come after you specifically the grandkid because he wants to get back at the great one for uh, ruining his great chance at taking over this people so he sends this shade which is a shadowy character that kills you in one touch and whatnot after the boy and he thinks he successfully killed him but the great one actually created like a mirage uh, uh, to uh, trick the Skeleton King. And then he sends you off to an island, another like island, uh, a more secluded island to be safe, and he leaves the, the, the main village as well. And that's where the game picks up like 10 years later after that. And you're learning how to fight and all this stuff. And I like the story. I, I like the art. You know, it, it looks the like a sharp, ps2 game but it, it's got a nice look to it, a nice style to it and i, I like the voice acting so this the story and the characters sucked me in right off the bat and it, they it's important that they do because they throw like 15 minutes of story at you before you even play anything um and then i started playing it and it just doesn't feel that great so the way it works is that you attack with the X button, I think. I still cannot remember the buttons on the Switch. I'm playing on Switch. I don't think I mentioned that. And when you're using Melee, it feels terrible. Because there was the tutorial section where they want me to hit dummies. And locking onto the dummies makes it easier to hit them. But even doing that, it wasn't as consistent as I would like it to be. It's very frustrating when I am attacking an object and I'm seeing that I'm like right on it and I'm swiping at it and hitting it and all this stuff, but there is no contact being made. I'm doing no damage. Um, but at the same time, the game tells you multiple times, hey, do not ever resort to melee. You suck at melee. You're not a good melee person. You'll never be a good melee person. You're all about magic, so just use magic. And only use melee if you have no other option. 
because you suck at it and you'll probably die when you use melee. So just try not to use melee. We're, we're going to let you use melee just because you probably want to, but just remember you suck at it. So maybe it's like just in, you know, they're trying to make you really feel like you suck at melee. Um, and then the, the, you have the magic system where you learn various uh, powers and whatnot. You get ice shard for free and then you get a very early mission where you have to earn some money to buy the fire spell which can damage not only the enemy you attack it with, uh, shoot it at, but also uh, nearby enemies. Um, which is on a little bar at the bottom all your various spells that you uh, equip and you scroll through them and you use them and it just doesn't feel that great um so that, uh, it's a bit disappointing i don't know if the story is going to be strong enough to keep me pushing forward and i don't know if the combat i don't have any feeling that the combat is going to change um so yeah solid interesting story uh well acted but the gameplay just isn't grabbing me so far and i'll see what the next few hours do and whether or not i have any desire to keep playing it so that it was like oh this is kind of interesting then uh, ultimately uh, disappointing and then i also played a little bit of spectrum on xbox one which is a puzzle platformer where you're like this little black blob with three eyes i don't know if, i think one of them is not technically an eye but i played through just I don't know, maybe like 15 minutes of it, the first world. And the way the first world works, at least, I don't know if they add new things to the game later on, but I think given the way the controls are, they'd really only maybe add more elaborate level designs. But you're this black blob, and the world, the levels are all white, except for there are parts that are uh, different shades of blue. Lighter blue will do one damage. You have three little life bars, and then these darker blue bits will instantly kill you. And so you're going through these environments and hopping around, um, collecting these little orbs and reaching a black hole end. And you're wanting to avoid all the blue bits and bots, bits and boops, uh, as you're going through the levels. And you press the a button to jump and just have unlimited like double jumps so you can just keep jumping and just keep hopping higher and higher and higher uh, pressing the b will drop you so you move quicker that way because you're just floating it's not like if you're really high you'll just drop really quickly it's um more that you're just kind of like pushing yourself in this space that is on like level not like in the sky <laughs> i don't know if that it actually made any sense um but there will be hazards with like the blue bits that are spinning around in environments or moving back and forth. There will be wind that's uh, uh, in place, and you'll have to either you know shoot up uh, or go against the wind in order to get something and try to avoid blue pieces as well. There will be environments that are like spinny uh, circles, spirals, uh, and that was a level I really liked. Uh, some will have levels that are more uh fast pace where a blue thing is chasing you the entire time like a big blue block and you just have to keep moving forward and uh those are fun as well i i really like those because it makes it just makes it more exciting obviously uh given that 
you can't stop moving you can't uh like try and take in your surroundings and come up with a solution and then you're graded on your time uh, coming under par how many if you have all your lives left at the end and if you collect all the orbs and i've only played like i said a very little bit of it but i've enjoyed what i've played so far so uh, i think it's worth checking out if you're into puzzle platformers um but i'm not sure uh, how much content is actually in it uh and i as much as i enjoy the first world i don't feel like the gameplay that's there that i've experienced is the kind that makes me that would make me excited to go back and play a more like play it again uh, i don't i don't see a real desire to replay levels multiple times uh even to like get all three uh high scores and whatnot um, and then i beat castlevania symphony of the night but i won't talk about that here of course i i do want to talk a little bit about attack the backlog so and when i say i beat it i mean i got one of the endings and i'm pretty sure it's the shittiest ending and i i was pretty sure that i was just going to be done with the game for now because I'm uh, very satisfied with my time with it. But then I just can't stop thinking about it since I beat it a few days ago. And I just want to play more. So I might go back to it. But that would be a future episode. So the way Attack the Backlog is going to work is that because like I, I'm specifically not calling a game club or, 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 or anything like that because it's not a game club. Game club is still something I could do in the future. It could be part of Attack the Backlog or its own thing or part of this here podcast um where i and the community play along uh, with the game but this is going to be me attacking my backlog and this will be an archive of all those episodes and it will be something that you can you don't have like i don't want there to be a rush to play along with me with the game so you can subscribe to the podcast when it is available and all that and you can see a game that you really like and you'd like to play along with uh, but you just don't have the time and you can get around to it and you just keep that archive you keep that podcast episode saved and whenever you get around to playing the game you can listen to it um if it's a game you've already played you can listen to it whenever and just reminisce about it um and instead of breaking each episode into or, or games into parts depending on their length i think i just want to make them one single standalone episode for one game which means i might in between a long game that might take me more than just the two weeks to bring out an episode uh throw in a shorter game like a gone home or a tacoma or what have you uh to get done quicker um while working on a very long game uh so that's how i I, that's gonna work um and if i do go back to symphony of the night and want to do another episode i would just call it night of the symphony since it's the reverse castle or whatever the hell it is um get it yeah i switched them up symphony of the night night the of symphony that's how it should be but you know i'm not gonna be that crazy because that just sounds extra stupid um but yeah symphony of the night is an amazing game which surprises no one everyone already knows that i just realized that now um so yeah i'm looking forward to working on editing that video 
uh, and hopefully uh, it comes out well and people like it. <sighs> so yeah, other than that, watched some movies. I, I watched uh, Irma Ladouche, 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 Ladouche. <laughs> I don't remember how it's called, but it's a uh, Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine, Billy Wilder all getting together again after the apartment. I believe it was made after the apartment. And it's another fantastic movie. Apartment's better, but Apartment's amazing. Apartment's an incredible movie. And this is just, you know, it's just fantastic. Um, <laughs> that's, that's out of weird. Um, but it's where Jack Lemmon plays a cop for a very short period of time. He's an honest cop and too honest, so he gets fired. Uh, gets set up in a very lighthearted way, like not very mean spare or anything, and loses a job. Shirley MacLaine plays a prostitute. And... He likes her. He takes a liking to her. Uh, they have a nice little banter, and he ends up beating up her pimp in a very uh, lucky way, I'd say. Uh, he's not bigger or stronger, but he just ends up beating him up thanks to the environment. And he becomes her new pimp. But he doesn't actually want her to work. He wants to work and be, you know, so she doesn't have to do all that. But she doesn't want to. She wants to keep doing like she doesn't want to just not take advantage of the man, but like have him do all the work and all that. So he comes up with this genius plan to create this fake billionaire um, who will be her only client and pay her so much that she doesn't need to see any more men uh, and that client is actually him in disguise with a fake accent and everything. And she ends up taking a liking to this guy as Jack Lemon in his regular uh, character becomes more irritable because he's just exhausted playing these two people uh, or being himself and then being this other person and just having no real time to rest uh, so that she ends up being more and more uh distant from him and just not liking him as much as she did early on because he's being kind of a jerk and she wants to run away with this other guy who is Jack Lemon of course and it's it's just a funny l nice little rom-com with plenty of shenanigans and it's uh it's a very very good time and it's like 2 hours and 24 minutes and it feels nowhere near that long it, it was a breeze i was surprised by how fast it moved despite the long run time and then the last movie i want to mention is keep the change and keep the change i highly doubt anyone listening has ever heard of it is a movie that i think if you go into it not knowing what it's about or, or who's in it um you could easily just think oh this is this is weird. I don't like this. What is this? But I think it's a I think it's a very special movie just for the representation it puts on screen because it is a movie it's a rom-com starring and about people on the spectrum. And seeing that kind of representation on film in a well-made film is very very cool. It's very very cool. Is it the most enjoyable movie? No. Um, but it, it's got its charm to it. And uh, 
as someone who knows people on the spectrum and, and, and parents to kids on the spectrum, um, I just I, I love seeing this. I, I think it's I think it's a very very cool thing, and I think if you if you want if you have an open heart uh, and you're open minded and you're not someone who's just like I don't this is weird. Um, I think it's something that is 100% worth checking out, um, and I'd love to see more stuff like this. Uh, it's. And, and it's it it's stars and it's it's about people on the spectrum, but not about them. If that makes sense, like it's it's just a story that ha that follows these people who happen to be on the spectrum. It's not like oh look at look at the like it's not shoving the fact that they're on the spectrum in your face or anything like that. And it, it reminds me of Tangerine, which I think is a fantastic movie. Uh, in the same vein for its representation of uh, the trans community. Um, so if that if that at all interests, interests you, uh, I definitely recommend checking out Keep the Change. And there will be a link to IMDb, but um, of course you can find it on like Amazon or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Uh, and I think that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places, at PX Sausage on PSN. I am the Kush 3 The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are both available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to check out some crazy, kooky, colorful art, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. And if you see something you like, you can click a little link under it, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy this site and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And so I will now say... Bye-bye.